say what family, my say what community, my say what friends. I miss you. Hello, hello, hello. I miss you. It has been, man, weeks since I have sat down and just me and you have chatted. Like, it's been a while. I love having my guests on and that makes me so happy to have guests, but I miss you. I miss you. I miss you. I miss you. Um, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're listening to this and having the like best day that you've had in forever. I hope that your coffee is good, your tea is good, your ice cream cake, whatever you're consuming right now while listening to this podcast is fantastic. I seriously miss you and so, am so happy to be sitting down and just chatting today, just me and you, old school. <laughs> um, I have a lot of guests coming up, so I'm like, okay, we still got to just me and you have our time together, so trying to figure that out, but it's fine. Hope you guys are well. If this is your first time listening to the Say What podcast, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. You are not alone in your struggles. We talk about sex, Jesus, pelvic pain, women's issues, all the things, literally all the things for uh, related to being a female. So welcome. I hope you stay a while and my DMs are always open if you want to chat. So I'd like to give you guys an update, life update. Since I have not just me and you chatted in a long time, I have not had a chance to fill you in on the business retreat that I went on. I went to the Founded and Funded slash Susie School retreat and it was life-changing. And I don't say that like gimmicky or lightly or just like because like it really has changed the trajectory of my life. (laughs) And I wouldn't just say that. I I really mean it. I went into the business retreat very like, okay, let's see how this goes. I don't know. I'm anxious. I'm nervous. Ah. And I went in confident though in what I felt like I'm supposed to do and what I'm called to do. But I still was, you know, just a little nervous and didn't really know what to expect. And I have walked away completely changed. Like the women that was in the group with me are so incredible and powerful and they are so loving and kind and genuine and authentic. And just the connections that we made while going through this intense thing together was just like connections I've not had before. And so it was so, so cool. And well, I shouldn't say not had before because I have my, my good, good, solid group of friends and my, my small group girls that I love so much. If you're listening to this, I love you. Um, it's just, it's, it's a different kind because we went through this like intense retreat together. And so we just have that, that connection and it's really, really, really cool. And something that I don't take for granted. They always talk about with this retreat, the magic that happens there and the sisterhood. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I get it. But I did not get it until I was actually in the room. And I learned so much, so much. And I went in confident knowing my calling, like knowing that I am helping women change their conversation around sex and like helping people understand that sex is a good thing and helping women feel less alone in their struggles and helping women who have pelvic floor dysfunction um, not feel so alone. Like I knew all of that, but I came away learning or having so many ideas of other ways to help women besides just the podcast. So I'm working on a couple new projects right now that I am so excited about. I teased it to you last week and I'm going to keep teasing you until it's out there. So sorry about that. Um, But I'm working on some new stuff and it feels so right. Like the stuff I'm working on feels so right. And I'm just more motivated than ever before. It was three really long days of like, really intense heart work, really intense, like just regular work and learning. And I mean, jam packed 
three days. The food was incredible. I'm not going to lie. It's an expensive weekend, but I don't miss any penny of it. I really don't. Like it was exactly what I needed to do. And I just know that it, that money is going to come back tenfold. And if I'm being really honest with you guys, it already has. It already has. So um, the money has come back since I put it out there, which is really crazy. That's just how you know that you're doing what the Lord wants you to do. Because he's just like, okay, here's the money for the retreat that I'm giving you because I think you should go. And I was like, what? You really think I should go, Lord? So you're literally like giving me this money? Cool. Um, so it's just, it's really cool. And what the Lord did with the financial part of it. But it, it was like, I'm still trying to, to... De- like decompress after it. I feel like my mind is going in a million places and just learning different ways to connect with you guys and stuff that like we're going to talk about. And I don't know, it, it's just, it really changed my life. And I'm not just saying that I'll never lie to you guys or never act like something's really good if it sucks. Like that's just not who I am. I'm going to be honest with you always. And so I, I just feel like I, I want every single friend of mine, every single person I know, because you know we're all friends here at this podcast, like I want you to go through it because I feel like you'll walk out changed and like knowing your calling, confident in it with like clear steps on how to do it because I, everyone who went to this retreat was in a different place and I walked in knowing that what I'm supposed to do. Some women came in unsure of that and so, and they needed like direction on what they're actually supposed to do. Well, I walked in confident in what I'm supposed to do. And so I needed a direction on how to do it. And I like walked away with like step by step by step by step. Like, here's exactly what you should do. Here's how you do it. Here's what you charge. Here you go. Now go do it. And that's exactly what I needed. And I got it. And I got way more than I thought that I would. So it's incredible. I can't thank the coaches enough for believing in me and accepting me into this retreat. I highly recommend you go if you are interested in it or if you have like a business or have an idea for a business or want to learn how to make Instagram work for you and not just be like a fun thing that you have. I'm all for it being a fun avenue, completely that. Um, Also back to the project stuff that I'm working on. If you are experiencing pelvic dysfunction in any way, if you have a pelvic floor disorder or if you're going to pelvic floor physical therapy or interested in pelvic floor physical therapy, basically that whole umbrella of stuff. Will you send me a DM? Will you DM me on Instagram at say.whatpodcast? And let me know because I want to chat with you about something and one of the projects that I am working on. So thanks. (laughs) Okay, so let's get into the topic for today. Today, I wanted us to just hang out and chat. And this is honestly something that has been really, really relevant in my life lately. And so I figured we could talk about it. So I want to talk about what real self-care looks like, like actual self-care, actual soul care. Like what does taking care of yourself actually look like? So we see the cute pictures of girls like in a bathrobe doing her skincare and like painting her nails or something like, you know, we see all of that kind of self-care floating around Instagram. And while I do think that is the way we take care of ourselves, I am all for it. I am not hating on that. That is absolutely how I take care of myself. I have to take a bath like every single day or every other day. Like besides cleaning myself and taking a shower, like I need to get in that bathtub and lay down and not look or do anything. Like that is part of how I take care of myself. But friends, my girls, my gals, we got, we got, we got to be real about something real quick. 
we have to up our expectations for self-care. Doing our skincare, showering, washing our hair, um, like doing our nails, that's, that stuff is the, is the bare minimum, if we're being honest. Doing our skincare, putting makeup on, putting on a cute outfit is the bare minimum. And we owe it to ourselves to do more. We absolutely owe it to ourselves to do more self-care than just that. Now, I understand that like depression, anxiety, very real, very, very real. And I'm not discounting that. Let me make that very clear. Like I know that there are sometimes we can't get out of bed. That just can't happen. Sometimes like I'm in bed all day and that is what it is. And like, I am completely holding a space for that. And I understand that like taking a shower for some people is like really, really taking care of themselves if they are deep in depression. So I understand that. That is not what I'm talking about today. Today I'm talking about just like think, you know, acting like doing our skincare every single day is our way of self-care, but not doing anything else to take care of ourselves. That's what I'm really talking about. And I am raising my hand high and wide, letting you know that I, I am talking to myself. So when we're talking about this, it's, it's, it's me talking to myself. I told you guys that I was, this is very relevant in my life. And that's true. Like I'm talking to myself, but we owe it to ourselves to do more than the bare minimum. And so it's like, what does, so if you think about that, what does that actually look like? What does real self-care look like? Not just taking a bath and like putting a fun candle or listening to music, like not like going to the spa, like that stuff is fun, but that's not like real soul care. That's not real, like taking care of yourself. It can be part of it, but if we're not doing other things to take care of ourselves, then that might just be masking the real stuff that's going on. So we owe it to ourselves to do more than the bare minimum. We really do. We are absolutely worth it. Something that we talked about at the Founded and Funded Retreat was that we are worth it. And and we talk about the word worthy a lot. It's kind of hard sometimes for us to understand, like, I'm worthy of love. No, you are worth it. You are worth it to take care of yourself, to take care of your heart, to treat yourself like you are worth it. And since you're worth it, you're worth it to do more than the bare minimum. So that's why we're talking about this today. And like I said, I'm preaching to myself. So we are all in this together, <laughs> not alone. Um, but what is that like? What does that look like? So what I was thinking about with this was like, okay, yeah, taking a bath is great. But if I'm ignoring all my feelings and just like taking a bath and drinking wine, ignoring all the hard stuff that's going on in my life, I'm not really taking care of myself. Yikes. If I am going to Target instead of like going to Target and walking around instead of having hard conversations that I need to be having with people, like with my spouse, I'm talking to myself here. I could raise my hand a million times. I will get Thomas and I to go hang out somewhere so we don't have to talk about our hard stuff. Like that's that's not good. That's not, you know, taking care. Like we gotta be doing all that stuff to take care of ourselves. And so what it could act what it could look like is like actually processing your feelings and experiencing them and not pushing them down or avoiding it. Like the stuff I'm about to list is like what I think self-care and soul care should actually look like. Literally processing your feelings. There is stuff, a lot of stuff going around right now about toxic positivity. And I'm, I'm in, in agreement. Like when there's people out there or culture societies tries to get you to be positive all the time and think positive and positivity out the wazoo. Like everything is good all the time. There's nothing bad that could ever happen. Look for the good in every single little thing always. Okay. Yes. I do want us to look for the good. And I'll talk about that in a second, but 
there has to be space to process your feelings and experience when something bad has happened rather than immediately jumping to what's the good in this. Because if we are always doing that, then we're pushing everything down. We're avoiding how we're actually going to feel. And our body is taking that hit hard, like really hard. So we have to like, because your body holds on to so much stuff. And so if we're not actually taking the time to like, feel our feelings, talk about them, process it, like write it in your journal, whatever, you're not going to be able to, to actually be positive. You're going to still have this like thing hanging over you. You'll still have some like pain in your arm that you cannot figure out where it's coming from. And it's probably coming from something that you're holding on to that you didn't realize. And so it's hard for us to like be positive and look for the good if we're still so broken or so ups like caught up in something bad that happened because we didn't process it. Now, I do think that in order to get you out of the dark space that you're in after you've processed your feelings, that you should look for the good in it. Because I do think, and this is something that I I struggle with a lot. I talk about it in my small group with my girls all the time of like, the it really helps me knowing that there is something good that is going to come out of everything. That's the promise of Jesus. Like Jesus makes light in darkness. And so I am able to like be grateful that Jesus will use a really bad situation for good in some way. But that a lot of times is really hard for me to process. Like Thomas's friend that got in a car accident and died a couple years ago. Well, it's not, not even a couple years ago, a year and a half ago. It's like so hard for me to like, think about something good coming out of our friend dying. Like, that's really hard. I don't understand it. I don't get it. But Thomas and one of his best friends connected again uh, the weekend that that our friend died. And now, like, he moved out here and lives in Colorado, and Thomas gets to do life again with one of his best friends and one of his oldest friends. And I don't know if they would have reconnected if he didn't pass away. But it's, like, really hard for my brain to, like, process that, you know? But it is, like, that is, like, Jesus' promise is, like, he will bring the light out of the darkness. And so there's something light out of darkness for us. And so we need to, like, process our feelings, experience them, not push it down, not avoid it. And then after we do that, let's, let's find something good going on. And then we can be positive. So I, I'm not hating on positivity. I think positivity is very important. I, when I'm recording this on Friday, I just posted me on Instagram talking about this exact thing. Like we need to pull something good out of our day so we don't let one bad thing wreck our entire day. But to take care of ourselves and to do real like soul care, we have to process our feelings, friends. It's not fun. All my Enneagram 8s out there, I know you don't want to do this. But you have to. <laughs> but you have, you have to. That's taking care of yourself. And a way that you can do that, if if you can't do it on your own, which, hello, I could not. Therapy. That's the second way. Therapy. Go to therapy. I can't say that enough. I I know that therapy is expensive. Um, I'll be honest with you. I spend $100 either every week or every other week on therapy. And let me tell you, it is worth every single penny. Does that mean I get less Target trips and less Starbucks runs, absolutely. But it is worth it to my mental health and I am worth it to be a better human. And the way that I am a better human is through therapy. And so that is, I think, what real soul care and self-care can look like. And you may be listening, you're like, I don't think I need therapy. Everyone needs therapy. There's something going on in your life that, or it, or 
is like something happened to you before that is the reason why you are today that you haven't processed. Like therapy is so good for all things. Like I'll go to therapy and be like, I don't know how to talk to my husband. And and I just really need help with that. Like help, help me understand how to talk to him. And she's like, okay, here's boom, 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 boom. (laughs) And it's like really great. So therapy is another way that you can be processing your feelings, experiencing them, all that, and instead of avoiding it. And then I think another way of having actual self-care, soul care is scheduling time for you to do something that you like absolutely love. That is like not work. That's not stressful. Something that you like are excited to do. Like what excites you? Is it going outside and like going on a hike because you live in a really beautiful place and you love looking at the mountains or the beach or whatever it is, or just like pretty trees or pretty birds and flowers? Like does getting outside really excite you? Is trying something new really excite you? Like doing a new project or learning something on YouTube? I, I, I don't try new things like that. I don't know. But, um, or is it like, I don't know, cooking a new recipe? This is not mine, but you guys know, you know that. But is cooking a new recipe a thing that you love? Like, yes, we have things that we love doing. And a lot of times we will put that to the back burner because we need to do laundry or we need to clean our house or we need to hang out with this friend and this, this friend and this friend. While those things are important, spending time with yourself and doing something that you love is equally important. So we have to start prioritizing that and actually doing that in our lives. And you may be like me and you're like, I don't know what I love. Well, that's our time to try new things. Because when I think about that, I'm like, I don't have a hobby. I need to find a hobby. Podcasting used to be my hobby, but now I want it to be my life. So I don't know what my hobby is going to be, but I know that I love to be outside. Colorado is beautiful and we're almost out of the snow. There's snow on the ground right now, but it's okay. We're we're close. We're close to it. And it's going to be 70 degrees this weekend and I'm going to be outside. Thomas, when you're editing this, we're going to hang out outside on Saturday. Get ready. (laughs) But I like... I love being outside. So I'm going to figure out what that looks like or see how to to do that. Maybe it's like going to send my dog to doggy daycare and Thomas and I are going to go on a hike. Theo cannot hike right now, guys. He is not good enough. But um, scheduling time for you to do something you love is so important. And the scheduling part is important because if we just say we're going to do it, other things will get in the way and seem priority and it'll never actually happen. So like scheduling time for you to do something you love once a week, I think is huge in taking care of yourself. And it can be alone or it can be with friends, but just making sure it's something that actually brings you joy. I would love for us to do this like every day, but I, for me right now, something I really love is being outside. And I guess I could take a walk every day. I was going to say I can't be outside every day, but I can be. But just finding ways at least once a week to do something that you absolutely love. I think you should find something that you do every day. I love making my coffee in the morning. I love getting to sit down and drink it. And I love the idea of like, I woke up and did my skincare and put on a little bit of makeup, put on a cute outfit. And right now my cute outfits are just like, um, loungewear, but like put on my cute outfit and drink my coffee and sit at my pretty desk and get to work. Like that makes me excited in the mornings. And so I'm doing something like that. I love every single day. So just prioritizing that for yourself, prioritizing that. And this is where the bath can come in, the doing your nails, doing your skincare. That's where that comes into play is scheduling time for you to do something you love, but it's not the only thing, obviously that's what we're talking about. So that's where that stuff can come into play. But 
if we're doing something that we love and not processing our feelings, we're not, we're defeating the purpose here. So, <laughs> but another thing that you could, uh, that soul care looks like is keeping promises to yourself. Who? How'd that, how did that sit with you? <laughs> how are you with keeping promises to, to yourself? Does it come naturally? If you say or do something, do you do it? Or are you like me and you're like, I need to be more disciplined or I'm going to work out two times a week and then you don't. And then you just broke a promise to yourself. Would you break a promise that you made to somebody else? No. So you need to treat yourself the same way you would treat your best friend. If you made a promise to your best friend, there's no way in the world that you would break that promise, right? No, you wouldn't because you're a good person and you love your friends. So it's time we start treating ourselves the way we treat our friends. (laughs) We love them. We take care of them. And so we have to love ourselves and take care of ourselves and keep the promises that we made to ourselves that'll help us be more disciplined and just take care of ourselves better. And so if you say that you're going to do something, like, let's do it. Obviously, there is room for grace here, and I'm all about that, so I I totally get it. But, like, it's time that we really think about it that way. Like, it's time for us to take care of ourselves, friends, and keep promises to ourselves. So what? where in your life have you made a promise to yourself that you're not keeping right now? I'm sure something came to your mind. So like this week, let's let's try to work on that. Like, let's work on that. Let's keep the promise that we made to ourselves. For me, it is working out. Not going to lie. I got some pictures this weekend and I did not love them. (laughs) I felt really bad about myself and I felt really ugly and I felt really, um, I don't know, just not great. And I decided, I was like, you know what? I can fix this. The way that I can fix this is feeling good about myself, not caring about the number on the scale or looking a certain way. I just want to feel good. And looking at those pictures, I don't feel good. And so I'm going to like work out two times a week right now. I would love to do it three times a week, but I just need to be honest with myself and set a goal right now that is achievable. And that is two times a week. And that's a promise that I'm making to myself is that I'm going to work out two times a week. And we're just going to do that. I'm going to hold myself accountable. My friends are going to hold me accountable. But most importantly, I'm keeping that promise I made to myself because I am worth it. And another way of soul care, of what real soul care, self-care should look like, is putting our phones down and stop comparing ourselves to others. I am so addicted to my phone, guys. This is a really, really big issue. I talked about it in therapy. (laughs) I've got to figure out how to not be so addicted to my stupid phone. Um, So I'm working on that. But not comparing ourselves to others is a really big thing. I know that we all do it, and it's really easy to get in that trap. And so a way that we have real self-care and real soul care is putting our phones down for a bit. That way we're not comparing ourselves to everything that we see on Instagram and on the Internet. Another way of what real soul care and self-care should look like or can look like for you, is eating foods that actually nourish your body. And this includes ice cream. No food is bad food. If we start associating good or bad with certain foods, then we'll just get in a really bad cycle and feel really bad about ourselves if we eat a, quote, bad food. So all food is good food. But we really want to be eating foods that, like, provide nourishment to our bodies and make us feel good. And this is another thing that I'm doing right now to help myself feel better. I have been talking for weeks now about how exhausted I am. And like, I cannot figure it out. I can't sleep. I told you guys I'm going to get an alarm clock because I like am anxious. And I think it has to do with my phone. I'm tired and I'm in a brain fog and 
all this stuff. And, and my therapist was like, well, how have you been eating? And I was like, <laughs> like crap. Why does that matter? It makes me feel good. And she's like, does it make you feel good? And I'm like, no, it makes me feel emotionally better in the moment because I'm coping. But that's not real coping. I'm just covering it up. And I'm eating like crap. And I feel like crap because of it. And she's like, well, why don't we change that? We can change how you're feeling if you change how you eat. And I was like, hmm, you're on to something here. <laughs> so that's another thing. But like also not being hard on yourself and still doing the things that you love. Like life is too short to never eat ice cream ever again. Like, no, eat, eat the freaking ice cream, but also eat food that nourishes your body. There's got to be a balance and you can find it. And just know that, that no food is bad food. All food is good food. And then another thing is moving your body because it makes you feel good. Like the motivation behind working out is key. And that should be because that you want to feel better. Um, and maybe it is a numerical goal and that's what you need to do for your health. And that's fantastic. But you can't have a motivation of I want to look like her. That's why I'm working out because I want to look like her. Because that's really unhealthy. And then once you look like her, it'll just move to somebody else. And it'll just move to somebody else and somebody else. And so we want to make sure we're feeling really good about ourselves. So that's why we're going to be moving our bodies so we feel good. I know that if I eat healthy, or not healthy, if I eat food that nourishes my body, and I am like moving a couple times a week and making my body feel really good and sweat and like work hard, I'm going to feel better about myself. I'll have more energy. I'm going to sleep better. I'll have less brain fog. I'll be way more motivated to do things and I'll feel good in my clothes again. And so moving my body is so important to help me feel good. And that's another way of like real soul care is like the motivation behind moving your body. And then another way of real soul care is prioritizing your spiritual life. And this one's hard for me, especially with the church stuff just being honest, but I have small group every week. I talk about it every single episode. Um, and we're doing a, a study right now. Actually, we just finished it, but we're about to start a new study. And just, and thankfully it's a study that you have, you do something every day, like day one, day two, day three. And so that has been helpful in me and like prioritizing. Cause I know that I have stuff to do that day, but it just helped me get back in the rhythm of reading my Bible and spending time with Jesus. And the more time I spend with Jesus, the less time I spend snapping at my husband. And that's just like real life. So <laughs> prioritizing your spiritual life is huge and doing real soul care. And then like taking time to like recoup from all the things that you're going through. Because that's important. And again, that's where like the bath or going to a spa or like, I don't know. I'm just, that's like the typical stuff that you see about self-care, like reading, like reading a book, whatever. That's where this stuff comes in. Like taking space for yourself to recoup from all the things, to process the stuff you're going through. This is where that like comes into play. So I'm not saying that we have to do every single one of these things. I know that was a lot, but I do think that we need to do like that. This is important. And maybe for you, you're in a space right now where you're like, I cannot focus on foods that nourish my body and move my body at the same time. I can really only do one thing right now, but that's okay. Like let's, let's focus on what we can do, but all of these things are what like real soul self care looks like. And we really owe it to ourselves to do more than the bare minimum. And I'll say that a thousand times over. 
You can take as many baths as you want, but if you're not processing your feelings or keeping promises to yourself, then you're not really taking care of you. You're not taking care of you if you're not doing that. And so we got to do all the things. <laughs> all the things. And I'm not saying you got to spend an hour on all this every day. I got like 20 minutes. But 20 minutes like sets me up for the day. 20 minutes helps me feel good. Weekly trips, like longer trips outside besides just taking my dog out for a walk. Like things like that really help us take care of ourselves. And you are worth it to take care of yourself. And you know, like things happen that are out of our control. Like... They, they really do. So like we get to decide how we're going to feel, what we're going to do every day. But there are things that happen that are out of our control for real that we like can't do anything about. And often when we feel out of control, everything else spirals and it gets really bad. And we feel like we can't handle anything that's happening in our life. But if we are prioritizing soul care, like self-care, like actually loving ourselves every single day, being able to handle all the things that happen that are out of our control will probably be a little bit easier because we're good. Like we are solid in our heart and soul. And so this is just, that's why it's so important. That's why it's so important. And so if we can probably handle things a little bit easier if we are taken care of emotionally, physically, and spiritually. We owe it to ourselves, friend. Like you are worth it. You are seriously worth it to do these things to take care of yourself. I am not perfect I do not master all of these things at all. I'm not really doing things I love right now because it feels like, because the things I love are work. So I'm trying to figure out other things to do. I am today deciding to eat foods that nourish my body. I'm hopefully going to start moving with my body a couple weeks, like a couple times a week. Like I'm doing these things with you. Like we are in this together, but this is what real soul care and self care looks like. And if, but if you were at a space right now where the only thing that you can do is the bare minimum, I see you, I'm with you, you're not alone, and you will make it out. You will make it out and be able to do things that are not just the bare minimum. I'm here for you. Well, friends, this was fun. I like getting to just talk with you. I'm like smiling, like giddy, like a little like child right now. I'm like, yeah, this was so fun. Um, but it was, I love spending time with you and just getting to chat, like just me and you. So thanks for listening to the podcast today. You know, we can always continue the conversation on Instagram at say.whatpodcast. And please send me a DM if you are dealing with pelvic floor stuff. I would really love to chat with you because I think I have something for you. That's all I'm saying. Um, but I love you friends so much and we will talk soon.